there's also like physical symptoms of hormone imbalance that maybe you have these and you don't even realize. Common ones are acne, like waking or feeling like you have a stubborn like weight that just won't go away even though you're doing everything right. Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix Boom the podcast. Today I'm here with Francesca Alfano and she is a certified nutritionist. She specializes in hormone health and so many good juicy things that I can't wait to talk about more with you all. So welcome to the show Francesca. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I'd love to hear more about your journey and for you to share more with the audience because I know we talked offline a little bit about how you really got into functional medicine and functional nutrition and what that is. Yeah. So um, basically, I I actually didn't um, originally plan to be in nutrition. Um, I kind of, during college, I, um, I majored in business and marketing and I worked in that industry for a little bit and advertising and I just like didn't really love it and so um I was always very much into health and using like food um as medicine essentially my father got sick at like when I was in high school and I saw him go through that um struggle with cancer and how like eating really impacted him and Really, like from that moment, I was always very much into like what I put in my body, what I ate, and then I wanted to just do something more with it. And I went back to school for my master's in um, nutrition and integrative health. And so um, now I'm working in private practice as a nutritionist, which is amazing. And I get to work with so many wonderful uh, women in New York and all over, really. And um, I'm just helping them uh, use food to help heal their hormones, to achieve like a sustainable weight, to increase their energy, improve their digestion, like all these positive, amazing things that you can really do with food. I love that. So for someone who's new to this world, what is functional nutrition? Um, Yeah, so that's a good question. So basically functional medicine is really getting to the root cause of why a person might be having their symptoms, right? In conventional medicine, we see there's not much of a deep dive into why somebody is coming with a certain problem. For example, like somebody comes to you with heavy periods or they're not having a period or they have really bad PMS. Um, My job is to figure out, okay, well, what's going on like underneath and really trying to peel back those layers to figure out what could be causing this. Whereas maybe um, in conventional medicine, the solution would be like, here, just take birth control. You're going to be totally fine. <laughs> and so I, it's like taking a, a different look at things and then also using food and lifestyle to help a person. Not that the other way is bad in any sense. It's just looking at things in a different lens. I love that. And I'm so happy you brought that birth control topic up because this is something I'm super passionate about since I was on birth control for so many years. And I remember when I first went on it is because I was having irregular periods and my doctor was like, yeah, just go on the pill. Like that's the solution. And then as I dive deeper into my spiritual practice, healing my relationship to self, I felt so disconnected from my body. So what would you say to someone who's maybe in that position right now and is considering 
getting off of birth control and wants to be more connected to their body, what would be the first place to start with that? That's a good question. I actually help and support a lot of women during that process of coming off the pill because, you know, the pill is is just like a a band-aid to what's going on underneath. It's really not fixing the hormonal imbalances. It's really not making your period better. So, you know, if somebody were to come to me and said, listen, like, I think I want to come off the pill. Um, like, I would support them 100% with that process. Uh, I'm actually very passionate about this as well. And so, um, you know, we would look at, okay, like, let's come off the pill. Let's see what we can do to uh, basically replete any nutrients that you lost from being on the pill. Birth control actually depletes a lot of nutrients, uh, all your B vitamins, magnesium, So these are super important for energy and just weight management and uh, everything, (laughs) essentially. And Mm -hmm. so um, we would look at that. We would support their food so that they're supporting their um, like blood sugar and getting healthy in having healthy insulin levels. And so I would support them through that and teaching them how to balance their meals. And I just think like once you also like come off the pill, you can really start tuning into your body. You can start tracking your cycles. You can learn so much about yourself that you may have not even known. So like I would encourage you, you know, if you're going through this to start tracking your cycle, to start tracking all those other symptoms, because like it's so empowering once you know like your body and you know your cycles, Um, it's just, it's super empowering. Like you really, truly are in sync with your body. I love that. I know that's how I started to feel when I came off of birth control. I started using natural cycles right away. I was super excited about that. I don't know. Are you familiar with natural cycles? I love natural cycles. I use it. I'm using it right now, actually. Um, Yeah. And it syncs with your aura ring. So if you have an aura ring, it's like super easy and seamless. I want to get the aura ring so bad because my friend was saying that you don't have to take your temperature, right? No, you don't have to take your temperature. It's just like the ring will take your morning temp in the morning and then sync it to the app. Wow. And that's been effective for you? You've been doing it like that? Yeah. So I actually before like um, natural cycles was really even a thing. I yeah. always tracked my cycle and like okay. would track um, like there's certain things you can track in your body to know if you're ovulating and, and um, it's basically using the fertility awareness method. So yeah. I've been doing this for a very long time. And then once I found out about natural cycles, I was like, oh, this is even better. There's an app that can do this for yeah. me and it saves me so much time. And like, it's, you know, um, it's pretty accurate. I love that. So when you have the aura ring though, you don't need to take your temperature in the morning, right? No. Because it so just the- goes automatic. Mm-hmm. I need to get the aura ring. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, the aura ring is cool because like it does like it syncs to the natural cycles app, which if your audience doesn't yeah. know, I don't know if you've talked about it, basically an app that's like you can use as birth control attracts your cycles and it tells you when you're fertile or not fertile. But the aura ring is cool because it also tracks your sleep and like sleep mm-hmm. is the foundation for hormonal balance and if you're not sleeping well it's really really hard to like help 
improve your hormones. And also if you're not sleeping very well, it's also very hard to get a good handle on your diet. I love that. So for women who are listening to this podcast and they're looking for support in balancing their home hormones, I know like a lot of people will talk about like, oh, you have to get lab tests. Do you feel like that's really like the main indicator or there are still things you can do beyond getting tests and things like that? Yeah. So the, so the lab testing just gives us conclusive data, right? It just tells us maybe what's going on. Um, but there's also like physical symptoms of hormone imbalance that maybe you have these and you don't even realize. So like common ones are acne, um, like waking or feeling like you have a stubborn, like weight that just won't go away, even though you're doing everything right and you're eating perfectly, you're exercising, um, hair loss, um, any like excess facial hair, irregular periods, painful periods, fatigue, um, having shifts and changes in our mood, anxiety. Um, those are all signs that something could potentially be going on in your hormones. We have so many different hormones like when we think of hormones they think a lot of people think of them as only like the reproductive hormones um but there there are many hormones and they all do different jobs in the body and hormones the the primary job of hormones is really to help to communicate with different cells and organs in our our body and so i think hormone testing can be helpful because it can be like a little bit more depending on the test you do um it could give you more insight into what's going on but i would say if you have any of these other symptoms it could uh also indicate that something might need to be tweaked i love that yeah i feel like when i first got off birth control i dealt with so much hormonal acne and it was so bad and i was like i've never had acne in my whole life And it was like mostly like in my chin. And then I started like really, really like taking care of like what I was eating. And I feel like that helped a lot. So how do you feel like the food on your plate affects your body? That's a, that's a good, um, that's a good question. What did you notice? Like what changes did you make, uh, that you, that you saw that was helpful? Yeah, so I felt like when I came off of birth control, I actually got like serious about eating three meals a day and not just drinking coffee and intermittent fasting and just these like toxic fad diet cycles that I had been in that I wasn't really aware of. And then when I started seeing acne on my face, I was like, I really have to do something here. And I started lifting weights actually, again, like more consistently, not just doing cardio and intermittent fasting and these other things. I started upping my steps, like doing, trying to get like 10,000 steps a day and also adding more protein and like red meat and those kind of things because I felt like I just was kind of like eating whatever, whenever. I didn't really have much of like a routine. Yeah, you're doing all the right things. And it's so amazing that you were able to like recognize that. Like acne, 95% of acne has a hormonal cause Mm -hmm. or link. Um, And the main hormone there is really like testosterone. Um, 
And so there's things that we can do to help balance our hormones. Number one, which I'm so happy you said, is eating three balanced meals a day because um, like food restriction, going intermittent fasting, going too long without meals, like these, this is like not good for hormones, at, your hormones at all. They do not like that. And so um, any sort of like food restriction uh, it, to the extreme can, can shut down ovulation. And that's really like the most important um, part of our menstrual cycle. And so when we also like restrict or we're going really long without eating, that also puts our body into a fight or flight state, Mm. um, which activates this whole stress response, which elevates cortisol. Um, Cortisol impacts um, insulin, which can affect your skin. as well as, um, and then insulin can impact testosterone, which also impacts your skin and can lead to more acne. So it's like, you can see how all the hormones work together, but really like making sure that you're getting good quality protein with all three meals, making sure that you're not doing these long periods of of fasting where you're overly stressing your body. Um, And then eating plenty of like antioxidant rich foods, like it sounds totally cliche uh, saying like, eat the rainbow, but it's true (laughs) Um, because like the more color you get in in your diet, the more variety you get in terms of nutrition, different antioxidants and um, vitamins and minerals and all those good things that uh, support, you know, your skin and your health. I love that. And for balanced meals, like what does that look like? So for me, I wake up at like 5 a.m. and I find that that's like my most creative time. So I used to like wake up and work out right away because I used to work a job. So like that's how it used to be where it's like I had to work out in the morning because I would be too tired at night. But now I'm like when I wake up, I'm like the most alive. Like I have the most energy, the most creative energy to like really do those like creative projects so what I like to do is like I like to wake up at five do my morning routine and then work from like six to nine and then eat a breakfast at nine and then go to the gym after so do you feel like that being awake for so many hours without eating is not good but I'm also like I can't eat at 6 a.m it's too early no I think that's totally fine I mean it really like when's your last meal I eat dinner at like six or seven. Yeah. So like six to six would be like 12 hours, which Mm -hmm. is like, you know, not that. And then so if you're eating at nine, you're probably going like 14. Yeah. I don't ever eat that late though. Like I usually eat between like five to seven. Yeah. You're totally fine. Oh, so you really base it off of like a 12 hour cycle. I would base it anywhere between like 12 to 14 hours. Some some people are able to go like 16 hours really. But um, if I see that that's like impacting your hormones negatively and we notice some of these symptoms creeping up or like negative side effects, I would not recommend that long. So I think for most women, I think at 12 to 14 is pretty good. Got it. And then do you recommend like three meals every four hours? So I recommend three meals um, every like four to five hours, really. And then if you need a snack or 
you know, basically, I really want people to be getting most of their nutrition from food and not snacking as much. But if you need a snack, a lot of people need that like afternoon snack between um, lunch and dinner, especially in New York, we work late, and we're having dinner later. So I find most people need that like four o'clock or 3.30 type snack. And so if you're eating every four, four hours, then that allows that. Awesome. And what are your favorite like hormone healthy snacks or recipes? I see you put a lot of recipes on Instagram. I do. <laughs> um, I love cooking. And, and I, I, I honestly feel like cooking is a great way um, to improve your health because you really have control of what you're putting into your body. Uh, you have control, full control of all of the ingredients you're using. So cooking is amazing. I'm actually going to be doing a cooking challenge in December. Um, yeah, so uh, we can, I can send you the link for that. But, but um, my favorite hormone balancing snack is really anything that combines protein, uh, some healthy fat, and some fiber. So like let's say like an like even having like an apple with like almond butter or some mm. nuts could be a good snack or some yogurt with uh like raw almonds or or you know like a seeded granola could be really a good snack with some berries and that has fiber so um my favorite snack I love like olives <laughs> I love olives. Yeah, that's my personal favorite. I, I will snack on like some almond uh, olives and maybe some like almond crackers and yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think it's your Italian, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Italian in us. We love the olives, olive oil. Yeah. And olive oil, olives, all of this stuff, the fat is so good for your hormones and your skin. I love that. So what would like a perfect day of eating look like? Because I always feel like I'm like, you know, and then I hear this controversy of people being like, oh, don't eat the same things every day. That's not good. But then it's like, be consistent with your routines. So it's like I get torn between all this information out there. So what would like the perfect day of eating look like for your dream client or for you? Um, That's a good question. So I think – the perfect diet for anybody is one that they can consistently maintain and follow. I think we, we get like pressured, you know, from social media or things we read and saying you should do this or you shouldn't do that. But really like the best diet for anybody or the way to eat is one that they can consistently follow and feel like really good about. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. But for me, I think a perfect day of eating, I like love, starting my morning with like a savory breakfast. So I usually do eggs and some veggies with that, like spinach or <clears throat> broccoli sprouts. Um, and I like a little spice on that and maybe some sourdough toast. Like that would be a really great breakfast for me. I would be very happy with that. And then for lunch, um, a lot of the times it's either leftover. So like a protein like a piece of fish and some some veggies and maybe like um like a rice or a quinoa or I would do like a salad of some sort with some protein in it and then for dinner 
right now, I guess this time of year, like I would love like a hearty stew <laughs> or like a soup of some sort. Um, like I made a, a beef stew the other day with um, mm, like, yeah, grass fed meat and it had some carrots in it and potato. And then um, it was really, it's so delicious. And I put some kale in there and yeah. that just felt like very satisfying and, and comforting. <laughs> I was just going to say this conversation is like so nourishing. <laughs> like <laughs> I just want to go have this like big delicious soup. I actually love soup. There's some controversy around soup. People calling it like dirty water and I'm like I literally love soup. No one will ever ruin it for me. <laughs> I haven't heard that. But but soup is like if I could open up a dream restaurant, it would be a place that only sold soup. <laughs> I love soup so much. When I was in Paris, I didn't know like beef stew is a really classic Parisian dish. Mm -hmm. And I and the reason why I'm saying that sounds so good, the beef stew you made, is because I normally wouldn't eat that. And then when I went to Paris, I had the best beef stew I've ever had. And I literally like dream about it. And I never even really liked it before. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I need to learn how to make this. They put like red wine in it. It was yeah, so good. Yeah, that's what I put in mine. Well, it's so funny you're saying that because I just got back from Paris uh, last week. And oh so God. we were having like stews and we had this like amazing chicken and this like delicious broth that they cooked for hours. It was like a true bone broth and um, it was so great. And then when I came back, I was like, I am in my soup era. I'm making all the stews that I can. And so um, I was like, I'm going to make like a Parisian beef stew. And I did the red wine. I have to post the recipe. Please do, because I need to remake this stew. And it was like, the place was called like my grandma's kitchen. It translated mm. to that in French. And I forgot how you say it, but it was like, you tasted like you were at your family's house. Like it was so good. Yeah. Oh my God. I like, yeah, I love that. I love like a good comforting. I can't eat soup all the time. Yeah, I love that. So those are definitely some really good recipes. I know you share like a ton on your Instagram. And what are some of your favorite like healthy habits for hormone health? Because I think like, of course, you know, especially me, like I, the way that I grew up, like my family was into just like fried foods, carbs, and like refined <laughs> sugar. Like my parents are from Italy. So this is all new for me. Like I had to teach myself, like look up this stuff. So for someone who's just getting started on their journey of maybe like balancing their hormones or taking control of their health and their lifestyle, what are some habits they could start implementing? Yeah, I, I also grew up in a very Italian household and it was lots of fried chicken and, you know, <laughs> uh, pastas every night. So I get it. Um, and not to say that you can't have those things but you can absolutely have them um but i would say a good starting point is really to um like think about where what you can add in as opposed to like what you should be taking out mm -hmm. um so for example like can you add in some veggies in in the morning right like that can, how can you like optimize your breakfast like just starting with that like mm -hmm. it sounds you know very easy but most people are not doing this so um thinking about that like what can i add in that's really gonna be supportive for my health like can i get in some more like add in some more healthy fat and see how i feel can i add in some protein and see how i feel so 
um, that's like a good starting place. Another, like, I think helpful um, tip that I tell a lot of my clients is like, can you make 50% of your meal vegetables? because when you do that, you're getting in the fiber, you're getting in a lot of nutrient-dense food. Can you make half your plate some sort of vegetable? Um, and then uh, some other, like, super easy, like, I think life's not easy, but, like, things to work on uh, in terms of lifestyle is uh, how can you optimize your sleep? How can you improve that? How can you make sure you're getting good quality sleep? How can you manage your stress levels? Um, that's a, that's a really big one. Um, and that can impact stress is, you know, it can impact our, our, so much about our health. Um, but just like, how can I, how can I work to manage my stress? How can I work to, um, improve my sleep and how can I make sure that I'm trying to optimize my meals so that I'm getting like a lot of, I guess, bang for my buck in terms of what I'm eating, right? So like, how can I add some more nutrient dense foods to my plate, whether that's making happier plate veggie vegetables, or even like swapping out, um, maybe some like more pro inflammatory oils and using olive oil to cook with. Mm. Um, and, and or just like, you know, if you can't do any of this, like making one change and working to like make one small change a month can like, greatly um eventually that's like 12 changes in a year that can seriously yeah. impact your health even though they might be like one small minor thing you're doing each month I love that and kind of what I want to shift into a little bit is like regulating your cycle so I know for me like using the fertility awareness method um tracking on natural cycles like the app doing all these things have helped but I also feel like I can be like optimizing better like when I first got off birth control my periods were so painful and a lot of people that I had talked to like in the industry and experts in hormones and stuff were like you just kind of have to like detox it like you have to just like kind of like get rid of it and then I started implementing all those different things but what would you say for someone to just really for them to have really healthy menstrual cycles would you say that it's everything from the food to the sleep to all the things or there are specific things we could be doing to optimize it better um yeah so like I think a a big big thing is um managing your insulin levels and supporting healthy insulin levels um because um basically like if there's too much insulin in the blood um we can create a lot of this or this like or if we're not optimizing insulin in the right way uh we can create a lot of um like a lot of inflammation it could also lead to this um excess cortisol, well, excess cortisol, sorry, can lead to this insulin resistance. So if we're not managing our stress, um, but so a, a way to do that is really to focus on getting protein, healthy fat and fiber with every mm-hmm. single meal. So that would be like a really good starting place. Um, pot- like potential causes of insulin resistance can be like, are you getting too much sugar in your diet? And maybe how can you find ways to swap that out? Uh, stress, 
can also lead to this, the sleep, like we talked about. Um, and then also checking like your nutrient levels, like you need the right nutrients to support your hormones or to make certain hormones. So maybe even like doing a nutrient panel with your doctor or getting some labs done could be helpful. Um, seeing like what your magnesium levels are because magnesium like deficiency can cause like painful periods um, and also lead to insulin resistance. Resistance. Also looking at what like is going on with your gut. Your gut health plays a huge role in um, managing hormones. So if your gut um, and also your liver are not like optimally functioning, then you can have some of these symptoms. So it's really like a total body um, picture, right? Like there's a lot you can be doing, but if you want to start with one thing, I think getting the food um, in the right spot, doing that protein, healthy fat and fiber, which with each meal is a good starting point. I love that. And something that I think needs more awareness, because it's something I only learned recently, is like where you're getting your ingredients from, like where you're sourcing your proteins from. I actually just started doing butcher box. Have you heard of them? Yeah. I honestly like, I really like it. It's like really high quality stuff. It's like cost effective. It's like, automatically comes every month now I mean this is only the first month I'm doing it but where would you say for people to look for like high quality meats and even talking about that like yeah it's a little bit more of an investment up front but why I'm sure you think it's worth it as well yeah I think it's totally like totally worth it right your the quality of your food I think is a and if you can afford it it's a great place to invest some money in right because you're also investing in your in your health so to me like i definitely prioritize spending my money on getting good quality food that's super important to me and that's something that i value and if you're looking for like animal proteins like something that's like 100 percent grass-fed and you can use companies like butcher box that you can also like whole foods will have 100 percent grass-fed meat um and i think also like thrivemarket.com or even costco like sells that stuff now so like you can find it there which is awesome and so it's becoming more accessible and it's and so what you would look for is like a hundred percent grass-fed and so that just tells you like the the animal was fed it's typical diet of grass as opposed to being fed grains um and then um for like poultry i would do i would you know so chicken and turkey if you can get um organic if you can get a pasture raised organic that's great if you can go to a local farmer's market and talk to to the the actual farmer or the the vendor they will tell you exactly how the animal is raised and i think to be honest like it's it's amazing if you can get your meat locally uh it's not only better for the environment um it's it's also better for your health so um it's coming locally there's less travel time and this goes for your your produce as well so like i'm a huge fan of like getting locally um grown veggies and produce because again like they're going to be more nutrient dense because they're not travel coming from you know miles and miles and miles away and you can also um 
you know, eat within, eat it seasonally, right? So like eat with uh, what is in season. So like right now there's squash in season and um, you get sweet potatoes and broccoli and carrots and things like that. So it's also, uh, you know, uh, like helpful too to eat seasonally. I love that. Francesca, thank you so much. That was so helpful. Everything that you shared was just amazing and really like educational. Like you can tell that like you've been doing this a while, you know your stuff. I still have so much to learn from you and this was a really great episode. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope it was very informative and we'll we'll definitely have to have part two. <laughs> exactly. And where can everybody find you if people want to work with you, they want to see your recipes? Um, you can check me out um, on my website, francescaalfano.com. And if you want to check out my um, recipes that I share, it's my Instagram is sprouting from the soul. And then I also do a free meal plan every single week for the community. So, um, that link is also in my Instagram bio and I could share it with you. Um, and so each week I, I email out like a, a meal plan with two days worth of breakfast, lunch, and dinner ideas. I need that. I'm signing up. <laughs> Yeah, sign up. (laughs) Thank you so much, Francesca. I'll definitely link everything in the show notes, and we definitely have to have you back on the show. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much.